0: boys are good boys
1: My boys are my pride and joy
2: Some walk out of step And some talk out of line Most all of them trying to be
1: Just my good boys
2: Okay, so we're putting all our snacks away. I just bit into this uh, thing called The which Is this Mexican? Yeah. It was different than I expected, I gotta say. It is a tamarind and chili candy. It's just very... Because...
1: Okay, so we're here today with Zach Kotzer. By the the way,
2: before we start, sorry for taking a month off. We all had stuff to do.
0: (laughs) And somebody kept bailing on us. Yeah, yeah. We have... Uh, Yeah, I'm Zach Kotzer, and uh, I'm a writer. Uh, I write about games, mostly, and also technology in general uh i've written for uh the globe and mail and motherboard and the atlantic and i have a upcoming book about pinball called uh, keeping the ball alive about the only pinball company to survive the 90s but uh we're not gonna be talking about pinball today we're gonna be talking another form of uh, game yeah uh,
1: uh, so we're, we're talking about Doom.
2: Returning to the Andres Barkowiak
1: well. Yeah, if I had like remembered that we did an episode on Barkowiak, I'd <laughs> have suggested a different <laughs> movie. <laughs> but like. I feel
2: like it's it, this was bound to happen. They had to complete the yeah. cycle.
1: So anyways, uh, part of the reason we brought Zach on today is because he is a connoisseur of video games.
0: I play too many.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess just to start off... Uh, uh, what 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 is I've never really played Doom beyond like a demo that my brother downloaded to one of our computers in like the late '90s. But um, what what is special about the Doom franchise?
0: Uh, well, Doom, you know, it wasn't the first you know first-person shooter, but it was kind of the one to bring uh, PC games into the fold. Like uh, before, they had Castle Wolfenstein and other sort of more basic first-person games. But here is this game uh, that was fast. It had impressive-looking graphics and gnarly-looking demons. Um, using a P, uh, PC to play video games at that time was pretty complicated, and even now I think back to like the kind of things that I had to do as like a grade schooler to boot to boot up Put Put Goes to the Moon, and I'm kind of like <laughs> impressed that I could like memorize even this most basic form of like command prompts and DOS. Um, but yeah, Doom was basically the game that made a lot of people realize that it was worth it to. Play games on a computer and kicked up the shareware scene. It made sort of insta celebrities out of people who made it, uh, John Romero and uh, Carmack as well, who I think is a character named after him in the movie.
2: And I know very iconic to this game was the chainsaw weapon. That yep. was something that was not seen before in a game, right?
0: Well, yeah, it has. It had a bunch of different weapons that you could use, and you have your sawed-off shotgun and the chainsaw and the BFG. Uh, mm-hmm. The Big Friendly Giant. The Big Friendly Giant. Um, what's it called? Like, What's the official name of the movie? It's like Bio... Uh, <laughs> there, uh, is there, is there even, there's no
2: F word in it? Isn't it supposed to be the Big...
0: Oh, he, uh, that's what The Rock calls oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought should... that was like the actual name of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The technical term is Big Fucking Gun. Um, <laughs> so... Doom came, comes out in the early 90s, uh, they release mods and sequels, it's open source, so you can kind of make your own game using that game, and uh, I spoke with John Romero and he's all about that, like he doesn't think a game's a real game unless it's open source and people are allowed to rip it apart and make new stuff out of it, so he's really like into Minecraft and stuff. Um, so but over the over the uh, 90s they made One thing
1: I know is that somebody built a version of Doom that works on the TI-83 calculator or whatever the the one the calculator used in high school uh, a functional version <laughs> is very basic but <laughs> there's <laughs> something it, that I think is pretty impressive.
0: There's a really fun blog out there called uh, It Runs Doom which just yeah. is just a catalog of all the electronic <laughs> devices that <laughs> someone has created a version of Doom for and like there's like a smart toaster you can play Doom <laughs> on and uh, like, you know those, like, flatbed trucks with, like, the bil- the like, billboard sign on them? Someone yeah. modded one of those so they could play Doom on it. Uh,
2: <laughs> I remember having uh, one of the Doom... There was a Doom iteration on the N64, am I mm-hmm. correct? I do remember having that. And I remember when Doom 3 came out for the Xbox and actually being too
0: scared to play it. <laughs> uh, well, that would be a good segue into the movie, too. Yeah. Because if you played Doom 1, 2, or 64, or the most recent Doom, which came out, I think, in 2016... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doom movie will look very unfamiliar to you because this Doom, this movie Doom, is primarily based on Doom 3, Mm -hmm. which came out in the early 2000s. So by that point, John Romero had left and now Carmack's mostly in charge of uh, id Software, the creators of Doom. Um, And at that point, you're less about DOS and shareware games and you're more about games like uh, Half-Life and Halo and these sort of like narrative heavy um story driven um very sort of blandish sci-fi tales uh and with lots of horror survival elements uh Mm. interspersed throughout which the original most of the doom games have nothing to do with like they're not supposed to be scary they're just supposed to be like adrenaline pumping ripping demons heads apart Mm. You're not you're you're not supposed to be scared by these demons. You're just supposed to like be intimidated enough to get the heart going and mm-hmm. uh, pummel their face. And yeah. with like big meat, <laughs> big meaty knuckles, um, there's an infamous like tie-in comic that came out around the first Doom where it's just like, the, whoever wrote this was like, just like in, in, attuned to the universe, and like the the Doom Marine or the Doom Slayer. He's got ten different names. He's just like screaming and frothing at the mouth and saying how he wants to rip these demons up and rip and tear, and mm-hmm. how the bigger demons have bigger guts, and the bigger guts are better to rip out and mm. throw around
2: so this is a very twisted
0: game yeah it's it's it knows exactly what it wants to do it has no pretense about uh, its world or its lore it It's just like a toy box of mm-hmm. demons and weapons and muscles and
2: and so this film came out, set the world on fire, made $900 million worldwide, <laughs> made uh, Keith Urban a leading man, made The Rock a leading man, made Rosamund Pike a leading woman, <laughs> and uh, won Andre Borkowiak his second consecutive Oscar.
0: All that with uh, leftover props in the Resident uh, Evil yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing?
2: The first thing about this movie, I was—I had seen this film before. I would watched it on the movie channel when I was 14, I think. And I remember thinking it was extremely bad, even at that age. And watching it now, I actually thought it was slightly better than that. <laughs> but my my big complaint is that this movie is, is that it has that kind of alien versus predator Requiem machine to it, where the majority of the movie, oh, yeah. I have no idea what is going on. It is so poorly lit. Um, I... I also think that like compared
1: to the sci-fi movies of the 80s and 90s the sets just have like no personality. They're mm-hmm. so bland. They don't have that kind of tactile yeah. like kind of feel to them.
0: But and that's actually like adapted from Doom 3 and like that's a game with really bland mm-hmm. sort of space architecture. So I guess
1: like maybe we should get into the plot which is mm-hmm. fairly thin. complex. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I guess The Rock is the commander of some sort of... Sarge. Sarge. Uh, yeah.
0: I, lo- I love, like... So this is, like, his, like, second sort of leading mm-hmm. film role. After The Scorpion after King. The Scorpion yeah. King. And the first shot of him is just, like, shirtless yeah. and, like, flexing. Semper Fi tattoo <laughs> yeah. on his back,
1: yeah. Oh, it came after the rundown, too. The yeah. rundown was a lot oh, yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. But they get sent to, I don't know, this, like... Mars, Mars mm-hmm. base, scientific research base, which has been under attack. By what we learn are uh, genetically modified... I don't know, is this a spoiler? But
2: It came out like 13 years you know, <laughs> ago. Like, who cares? By what what <laughs> we eventually
1: learn are genetically modified um, humans who have been, uh, I don't know, performed experiments on in that very uh, sci-fi tradition. Yeah, okay. um, but it's essentially a, a reworking of aliens, as a lot of these movies mm-hmm. are, of you know, a team of military personnel going into a... Uh, base of some kind on a different planet and, and you know killing some type of monster
0: i don't know if it's like the darkened sets as you mentioned i don't know if it's just like was heavily edited with carelessly uh because it just feels like the movie's so bad at explaining whatever is going on yeah. <laughs> um I did. I couldn't even tell that they weren't they weren't already on Mars, and that begi- that whole beginning. Well, set.
1: the the, the Mar- like the the Ark where they uh, transport themselves from I guess Nevada somewhere, <laughs> somewhere to Mars. Both sides look exactly the same, so when they like transfer to the other side, you don't really know what's going on. And they do this. I actually thought this part was kind of fun, but like they throw themselves, I don't know if this comes from the game, but they throw themselves into a weird watery bubble, and then it just transports them to Mars.
2: And uh, one guy lost uh, the lower half of his body yeah. from doing it, uh, played by Dexter Fletcher, the uh, completionist of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, mm-hmm. wow.
0: <laughs> didn't know that.
2: Um, uh, the thing is, and the movie had 112 minutes to uh, tell the
0: story, apparently. Yeah. The first, The first half hour is really slow, and nothing really happens and well when you
1: think about aliens and sorry to keep going back to this but they do so like it is a long movie if you watch the director's cut but like they do so much with it they have like various different like locations that are like unique and then uh Cameron's so good at like introducing you to like this military team which is like they're all you know stereotypes but they're they have their own personalities and then this movie like the archetypes are like, oh, this guy's the pervert. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, the young kid, <laughs> yeah, kid. The, the kid, the uh, kid. This guy has a dark backstory, uh, and that's like that's all you learn. That's all you need to know. Yeah,
2: um, but somehow it still takes half an hour to set that up. And we have to have a whole backstory with Keith Urban and his sister, played by Rosamund Pike, doing a pretty bad Texas accent. A lot of talented people in this movie, I'll say all giving uniformly terrible performances, <laughs> on where their their parents died on Mars, and he's traumatized by the event. his, his, his sister uh, was trying to get him to go into science, but he chose Yeah, this was. has a huge impact on the plot. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> uh, the only the only
0: reason being an architect is more dangerous in his eyes in this world is because their two parents uh, yeah. were like, killed by it. Yeah. And now he considers it like... The the most, like, lethal sort of field of employment you could go to. There's a scene where he's... Maybe
2: this was just in the director's cut, uh, Restored, where he's looking out the blinds of the Mars landscape, and he hears the audio of his parents uh, (laughs) being crushed to death by Mars rocks. I don't know, whatever.
0: But, yeah, it's this movie. uh, There's a little fat on it, I'll say. (laughs) Everything that you wish you knew from the outset of the movie is, like, dropped on you, like, near... Like the last act of the film, yeah like
1: I had no idea that's where it gets fun though, yeah. yeah,
0: I had no idea that those arc those teleporters were not built by humans, like they talk about them as like a military institution, yeah. and then, like in a really quick line, they just mentioned that they actually just found the arc <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they can't rebuild it with if, if it gets destroyed
2: Oh, I don't even catch that uh.
0: And uh, we have
2: uh, a whole plot with uh, The Rock going evil. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's when it gets fun, though. Yeah, yeah, and at one point he orders the kid to uh, kill a bunch of innocent uh, people. This is where I think, again, the film gets into the uh, commentary on American foreign policy (laughs) as we, like... (laughs) I don't know if you've heard the earlier episode,
1: Zach, but it's been, like, a recurring thing where we comment on, like, uh, every movie is a, a,
2: a, an allegory for American foreign policy. I, 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 we were talking about, this is, like, Aliens. Aliens was a commentary on Vietnam, so, like, I don't think, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm making too big a statement here to say that.
0: Uh, as far as, those like, Marines go, you mentioned the pervert already, yeah. and I love how they, like, really want to drive it home, how much of a scumball this yeah, guy yeah. is. And he progressively gets, like, his face just progressively gets, yeah. like, covered in more dirt as yeah. the movie goes on. Like, before he'd seen, like, I don't know, the prop master director's like, no, just, like, some more dirt on yeah, his face. Yeah. You know to what? The I think, he think it's an
1: important <laughs> film for representation of trans-amorous people, though, because, like, at the beginning of the movie, he, he talks about wanting to go to Thailand to, to hook up with the ladyboys. Yeah, lady boys.
2: yeah <laughs> I was actually surprised to see that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But he, he's downright Dickensian by the end. Like yeah. His face is just covered in so much grime and dirt. And well, I will admit, it's the first, like, sort of Space Marine sci-fi movie where someone addresses that they actually had to take a shit. Yeah, I, that, that, <laughs> I have
1: two notes from the movie, and that is one of them. And then the other one is that, like, every time you have one of these movies about these, like, highly trained special forces that go into somewhere, they're always just, like, so dumb. Like, all of them.
0: <laughs> that, was of the, so that was one of the most confusing things about the beginning. Which is, is probably
1: true to life, to be honest
0: is they yeah. get they get all these recordings and audios of people clearly being slaughtered by something like mean and vicious, um, and the way they react to it, like no one's ever asking like what's going on or what should we expect It makes me think, like have they dealt with like <laughs> monsters already <laughs> No one seems too phased by, like, what they're walking into here. They're, and they treat it like it's just another day at the rodeo. Like, all right, They're, like, excited to do
1: it because mm. they were supposed to go on leave. And then uh, uh, when one they last get it's, yeah. like, one last job, they're, like, stoked.
0: What else were they killing on Mars? Like, <laughs> they, they, they talk about, like, they had to like, go back and forth a bunch. Like, they've already done other missions there. And they bring tons of heavy artillery. What If this is, like, has there just been other, like, weird sci-fi mishaps (laughs) on this planet already, and this is just another, like, icing on the cake?
2: Uh, well, do we want to address the elephant in the room, which is the first person sequence? Yeah, that was like when the movie picked up yeah uh, that was actually a lot of fun because the rest of the movie is very dour i find and that's where it actually has a bit of a sense of humor about itself yeah
1: and it like it it actually adopts the sort of video game style where like you end up gliding downstairs yeah Uh, so it's not as like visceral as hardcore
2: henry well do do you think there was like a kid at home watching the movie with his like controller in front of the tv (laughs) Going,
0: It, it does like some like corny aspects of that, like when he looks in the reticle, you yeah. just have like this spot, this red spotlight in the movie. Yeah. Like it's like a, it felt like a movie ride. And all the all the complaints we've had about the set looking like boring and drab, mm-hmm. it's the only time in the movie where that set like actually kind of springs to life. Yeah, and, and feels like a more interesting version of what we've been looking at this entire time.
2: Yeah. Well, I get the feeling, though, I can just imagine them conceiving of the sequence thinking this is going to be... Like, we are throwing a gauntlet here. We are setting a new <laughs> standard in action cinema with this sequence. And then Hardcore Henry was like, hold my drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Gaspar know I saw it before making <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> he probably did, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting thing too. I feel like this whole sort of action horror subgenre was not really in vogue at the time. Video game movies were happening, but they were always very much B movies. And I feel like this was a little higher budgeted, had slightly bigger stars. Because there was the first Resident Evil, which <laughs> just really resembles, but that was always kind of like a European co-production, Canadian co-production B
1: movie. Yeah. It didn't do terribly well. No. What I and and, and like, but I remember when it came out, it just felt like. Bland, and even like the way that it shot just felt like out of step. Like it felt yeah. so sort of more late '90s Bart Cowie yeah, 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 yeah. era,
0: and like all the video game movies being made at the time are either. Uh, by U.A. Bull or Anderson mm-hmm. as well. Like, they're just being juggled by the same two. Yeah. Uh, untalented and marginalized. Whoa, 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 I'm, I'm talking about Bull. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a controversial thing to say that Bull did yeah, not, yeah. has not made any good movies. he's a very like, funny man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that he's around. Yeah. I appreciate the legacy of the legacy. I'm going to hold on judgment
1: on that until I finally watch Postal.
0: <laughs> well, where
2: do you fall on Paul W.S. Anderson?
0: Um... Bland but functional action movie, yeah. I suppose. Like, if you can't possibly watch all of his Resident Evil movies and be entertained by each individual, uh, you know? excuse me. <laughs> They're, they're... So you know that
1: there's like a whole contingent of film Twitter that thinks Paul W.S. W. Anderson is, is, you know... Like the hair to long. Yeah, or... he's the vulgar auteur par excellence.
0: If I admit that the Doom movie isn't bad, then I, by <laughs> default, have to admit that the Resident okay. Evil movies are not too bad but at I all. I think if you put this and
2: the first Resident Evil side by side, because I think it's a fair comparison, because they have basically the same set. The way Anderson weaves around the set with his camera, has fun with, like, booby traps, mm-hmm. the way the action's shot, there's no comparison. So. Yeah,
0: Anderson knows that like if you're watching a movie, especially an action or a thriller or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to want things to happen and on And this screen. blatantly rips
2: off the Marilyn Manson score of that first. Uh, <laughs> with the kind of I've never thing. seen it. Was? I've oh, only really. seen the one that's
1: like very Toronto-centric. Oh, the fourth? apocalypse. i yeah. I'm not even sure if he directed that one. No, he
2: didn't. Um, I saw the first one on a 35mm print at TIFF a few years
0: ago. <laughs> Uh, I should have looked into this. That song that just like plays over the credits at the end is that? That's Nine Inch Nails. That is Nine Inch Nails. I yeah. I, I thought like that's either Trent Reznor or the best Trent Reznor impersonator yeah, I've ever yeah. heard. And I like how like they do a, like a little cute first person thing again there, yeah. and he's like shooting all the credits and yeah. he shoots all like the producers, and yeah, producers. Yeah, yeah. The one credit it doesn't shoot is the studio. <laughs> <laughs> the house always Somebody wins. Somebody complain. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think they really did think that video game movies could be the next superhero movie, but it just
0: and has not happened. They're going to keep trying to do it, yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to find out this year if that's even possible. Because I think if any movie's going to be able to pull that off, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, <laughs> you know, knock on wood. Well, yeah. But that that uh, that hypnotically offensive looking Pokemon movie, oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> true coming out that. It'll just be like this hypnotic flame to a moth. I'm like, I don't really want to get closer to this thing, but I also can't... Okay.
1: Well, if we can reel this back into, you know, video game movies... Uh, I remember, like, when I was working at Screen Rant and Assassin's Creed came out, people thought that was going to be the movie that mm-hmm. did it, because it had, like, some sort of prestige to it. Uh, but I remember, like, I didn't even realize how badly, like, every single video game movie has been received until, like, I had to do a list on the, on the best... And I don't think there's a single video
2: game movie which is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember The Rock, <laughs> The Rock bragging on his Instagram that Rampage was the highest-rated video game movie. Oh, it and might he, Like, be. posted the screen was like fifty-four <laughs> percent. <laughs> is it? I wonder if if
1: anything's broken it since then. But uh, Rampage might be at sixty or something like.
0: That.
2: Well, Warcraft made what like half a billion dollars in, in China. China. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sad that we didn't get the Warcraft I, sequel. I, I think it will happen, honestly. Just with an all-Chinese cast. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: this year, this upcoming year, is going to be like a gauntlet for people trying to make video game movies happen, whether it's Sonic the Hedgehog, we also have Pokemon, we also have, uh, I think Anderson's doing a Monster Hunter is, movie yes, right now, yes. and we have Christopher Columbus's Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. That movie got bounced between a bunch of different directors and somehow ended up with Christopher Columbus.
2: Well, honestly, I think probably going the route of that Pokemon and Sonic the Hedgehog, probably just making them like computer-generated movies for kids is probably yeah. the right direction. And
0: also, like sort of a uh, this weird alluring nightmare that yeah. everyone, a morbid curiosity for everyone to see, uh, yeah. and kind of aware of that. Is too.
1: Pokemon. Did Pokemon start as the video game or did it start as the trading
0: card? It started as the video game. Okay,
1: so I get. I mean, but Pokemon's even like a. It's a
0: thing with its own universe, and mm-hmm. there's always been a TV show and movies and everything. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those games. It's just like transcended. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, its, own it's, phenomenon. its origins.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, so where do you think Doom ranks in the uh, hierarchy of video games?
0: <laughs> I think it's just again, it's just this teeter totter of like. This is really bad, and this is fine, and it's certainly on the this is fine.
2: Yeah, I, I think within the Kowiak canon, I would put it below Cradle to the Grave and Exit Wounds, yeah. but above mm-hmm. Romeo Must Die. To be mm. honest, no, I don't think I were. I
1: think like in those those three movies, the uh, the Barkowayak trilogy, <laughs> trilogy <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's sort of like a a, a, a certain like. Sense of like good vibes in them, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, where it's just like there's a lot of scenes of just people hanging out, yeah. like Tom Arnold telling jokes and whatever. Yeah. uh And also, where, which one oh Oh yeah, it's Exit Wounds, where Dmx is a tech billionaire, yeah, and yeah, fights crime. That's it's so a beautiful great. film. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's, it's just that, like Doom. It just doesn't <clears throat> seem like it's a move, a project anyone cared about. Yeah, yeah like maybe. all the
1: characters are like I don't know. Compared to those movies where you have Anthony Anderson and mm-hmm. Tom Arnold being foolish. Uh, like this it's just so flat
2: yeah there's no heart
1: yeah there's very little there
0: and weird things happen in it for sure uh, they're not the most memorable weird things but just like having a fight with a computer monitor swinging around like a mace <laughs> it's, it, it's not nothing um I gotta say those nano doors do they come from the game um I cannot if they came from Doom 3 I can't really remember
1: cause they it, seem remarkably unsafe <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I was confused, too, if, like, you get caught in them. I guess they don't kill you, because that ghoul that got caught in the nanodore, it was still alive, just, like, comically trapped. <laughs> oh, it better <laughs> reminded me of The Simpsons, when they're getting chased by the dog, and it goes in,
2: the you know, the Flanders van, and like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's van. something yeah. like
0: that. I think, I guess those doors just, like, form around you, yeah, and yeah. you're just stuck until someone hits yeah. the button again. Yeah, that part was fun. I'm already um, liking it more, just talking <laughs> <laughs>
1: It has the same like sheen as the other bar caviar. Yeah, there. it yeah. has the the. As Lex G would put it, the, the sheen. <laughs> yeah, but
2: like, uh, if
0: if you love the Doom games, as low as a, a standard this is, if you want the Doom movie, this isn't really it. I if if and if you're like me, you're too scared to play the Doom
2: games. I think this isn't okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with hell. They kind of like they like make like cute winks to hell. Like they yeah. constantly say like go to hell. Is or... is
2: Event Horizon an actual also Paul W S Anderson yeah. a better adaptation of Doom? And I would
0: of... I would say so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought like the only good possible adaptation of Doom I could imagine would be like the Manborg crew making a twenty-minute short film, and that, <laughs> that would that would completely satisfy me of just like gnarly stop-motion mm. demons getting blown to smithereens. Um, but Event Horizon would actually also. Mm-hmm. Uh, compete pretty well Uh,
1: I do kind of miss the era when studios could just like buy Fiat do something that would piss off every nerd and fan of the property and then just not care about it because like now everything would be like focus tested and they'd figure out the
2: exact it's all about nerd entitlement nowadays
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, people just don't get invested in these game movies anymore Like no one really expects them like we've we're two we're two decades in now of like game movies disappointing nerds They really don't think they care anymore like but, you know, we've also, we've, got, we've just gone through so many of these, like, no-one-cares yeah. video game movies. Like, uh, after he made um, Doom, didn't he make that Chun-Li? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Never,
2: but he never got to complete his... Tr- oh, I guess he's still alive. But uh, he's still going <laughs> to complete the game <laughs> video game trilogy. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay, but what is... Okay, for for you, then, what is the upper tier of video game
0: movies? Well, like? I guess... Is there one? D- Doom, <laughs> Doom is at the lower half of this tier. And I, I guess at the very top, you just have stuff like Mortal Kombat and Rampage, and that's about, <laughs> that's about as good as you're gonna get. here. What about like Silent
1: Hill? Doesn't that have its fans?
0: It has its fans. It's it has, not good, though. It's not good. It has its moments. Or again, if you if you watch the movie these movies the way they're meant to be watched, which is just like clips, five minute clips on YouTube, then Doom and Silent Hill will seem like infinitely better movies because they both have like. Five minute sequences that are entertaining if you watch them all in like one one hundred minute go, you're gonna say this movie is boring, and I am bored, and I'd rather be doing something else
2: <laughs> What game would you like to see adapted
0: oh uh, mm, like are are adapted in a way that would be truly joyful or adapted uh, with the expectations of well, the either of way, either way.
2: <laughs> um. I just want to close out by saying, Andre, we've probably dedicated more time to your (laughs) filmography than anybody in a while. So if you want to come on the podcast, uh, give us a ring. All right. Uh, Is there anything else we want to talk about? How long have we been here? I think I'm good.
0: Good. All right. Good work, everybody.